Hello, and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. And now, your host, Norbert Strapler, the CEO of Sync Spider. Hello and welcome to the EcomOps podcast. My name is Norbert and today I'm talking to Bart from uh, Sumo Heavy Digital Commerce. Hey Bart, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh yeah, fantastic as well. Thanks for asking. Um, Bart, tell me a bit more about yourself. Um, what, what I know is you are, so uh, well, I, I, I hide myself now because this guy has two podcasts instead of just one and i just started so tell me more about in the ring and the e-commerce minute uh well in the e-commerce uh, in the ring is is a recent thing uh we kind of changed over our old podcast called the register into it because we don't want to start multiple podcasts um continuing we have two of them now um so in the ring is really a more of a combination of internal things uh some interviews um so it's kind of sort of uh, scratching our itch on, on things we want to do. Um, e-commerce minute is basically a news show. Um, we talk about one, one news particular article every single day, five times a week. Um, we are on episode 700 or so. Oh, wow. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to do this live searching right now. Um, crap, it's like seven something. Um, but yeah. So basically, how, how do you yeah, get content thanks. for this? How do you get content for this? Uh, so we started e-commerce minute came about um, uh, when Anchor FM first came out. Um, yeah. We always wanted to do some more content. It was a more of a branding exercise or anything like that. Um, and it was it started as literally five minutes. It, it was because there was a restriction on Anchor how much you could upload, and we did it every day. Um, because that's the only way you could record it. And we just literally did a story a day. So it was a quick recap, um, a quick read, quick recap, just kind of with it. Um, now it's a little more evolved. Um, we actually have uh, a full, uh, a person actually writing their articles and, and reads and, and researching. And it's basically whatever comes out that week um, or next week uh, type of articles and, and, and just kind of the newest news about technology and e-commerce and what's going on. Um, sometimes it's a little heavy on Amazon. Sometimes it's heavy on Walmart. It really depends what's going on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, um, Typically, I'm talking to uh, e-commerce store owners, but today um, I'm happy to have an agency owner here uh, that is helping e-commerce businesses uh, to succeed. Can you tell me a bit more? How did you get into e-commerce and why do you do what you're doing? <laughs> so e-commerce is actually not something I was into, uh, which is really strange. Uh, my business partner, uh, Bob, uh, who basically is runs the production side of it and what we do, um, got me into a lot more. I owned an agency before this. Uh, we started dabbling into e-commerce because Magento came out. Um, we've been around Magento since basically beta and was still varying. Um, that's how long we've been with it. Um, so I had an agency before there, two partners left. Art, Happily, sorry to interrupt uh, you. This is really great. You're my first Magento, um, a Magento 
professional here in the show. Typically, I'm talking to those Shopify uh, store owners, and I'm really happy to talk to a Magento guy um, at, at, at some time, and this is today. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Shopify, too, because I have stories about that, too. Yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, because we, we actually were there at the first meeting for basically what what turned into Shopify Plus. It wasn't Plus yet. We were there at like one of the Magento agencies that they were pitching around Shopify Plus. So definitely been around long enough. Um, but yeah, Magento came out. Uh, my partners left, so I had to start a new company. I started a new company, we're, was doing a project, um, and Bob came around in my life, and we just did e-commerce and nothing but e-commerce. So Magento is basically how I got into it. Um, but Bob is basically what drove us to just do an e-commerce completely. Cool. Um, and, and which role does automation play for your customers? <sighs> automation, uh, a huge role. The more yeah. you can automate, the better. Um, but it comes with tricks. Um, it's not only, you know, People leave it as, oh, we just automate everything. There's process to it, right? You kind of got to take it step by step. It's not a just a quick, um, I'm just going to get this software and go to automate everything. There's there's a lot more to it. Um, it's about the business process. It's about technology process. It's walking through that. And, the, and a lot of people miss that. And, um, do you have, I know this is, uh, as, 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 at least on my end, uh, as an agency owner, uh, we have a lot of people asking for, uh, can we connect this with that? And can we connect our local POS and send the uh, orders to the shipping center and connect this marketplace and all this kind of stuff? Are these questions also coming in your uh, country? Always. <laughs> always, 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 yeah. always, always. It's what we do, we do best. We actually, that's that's like what we do really, really best. Uh, our, our clientele, the way they come to us usually um, and have over the years is um, so no session. Like we started as a development shop, we got into consulting and doing working with internal teams. But a lot of times, the clients come to us is for rescues or screwed up implementations or integrations or heavy duty integrations. It's what we do best. We're like that heavy construction. That's what we do. Um, so it comes to us all the time. And the more complex, the the crazier, the better. I mean, there's a year we had three AS400 old school mainframe yeah, implementations. I love it. That was happening. I right. love it. So for us, it, it's it's the more complex, the crazier, the better. Um, we love them. It's what it is. Um, the problem is I think people um, – Sort of, especially on Shopify side, it's like, oh, I'm just going to plug in all that stuff without thinking through it, right? Forget that systems and platforms. It's what is the best thing for your business. Look at from the holistic perspective of what has to connect where. What is the best system? How can you connect them? And I think that's people miss that. People miss the whole idea of like, oh, you know, they get sold on a platform or they get sold on a marketing thing, and it's like, oh, this just connects what it doesn't there's a lot more to that what the marketing brochure says and what the reality looks like are two different things yeah and what i see very often is that um businesses just uh, install one plugin after each other so um right you can without act actually looking at privacy and yeah. how fast it is and what it does and doesn't make sense for the business it does installing that particular plugin actually save you money or it does yeah, it for time. The, like the thing all is those for, things, people for, do not go through it. 
for Magento, it, 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 it's it's even worse because in Shopify you you have a strict API, and if the API changes, um, um, your you you need to you need to change it, otherwise your app is unlisted. So that's that's the, the, the truth. For Magento, um, you 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 can install the app, and and then you can do not you can't perform any upgrades anymore because the app provider or the the plugin provider does not maintain the the plugin anymore because it didn't sell, sell as much. So um, if if you are and, and especially what what you leave in the database, it's uh, it's a nightmare. So I'm absolutely no friend of of doing too many plugins into a, um, a open source system. I think it goes for both. Um, you know, Shopify. You know, we have a client that we literally had to rewrite every single plugin because the the restriction of of privacy. Um, we had oh. to actually change it up because. In the Shopify world, the, the the customer data moves around everywhere, right? Um, so we have to do that. So you you just got, you can't rely it all the time. But also in Shopify, like you know, the plugins are not run by Shopify; they're run by the vendor. Is the vendor up? Is their systems up? Is it like you have to deal with them all the time? So it's both. Um, on the Magento side, you know, some plat some things we rewrote completely because the plugin was too big or too small or you know extended. So it. it to me, it's more about what is the client need and what is the business. Then go look at things. Um, I think being driven platform first is not a, it's not the right way of doing it. Yeah, totally agree. Um, what, what is the most important quality to look for an ecom ops hire? Yeah, um, attention to detail and curiosity, but actually being really organized. Um, I yeah. think it's a knowledge of e-commerce itself. Um, they don't have to be highly technical, um, but they need to know e-com in and out. Um, meaning that they knew, they should know how uh, payments work, how shipping works, how every detail works. Um, like I said, they don't have to be the implementer of it, but they also, they need to know what, how those things work because people get in trouble for that. Um, yeah. You know, E-commerce is very highly expensive um, when you're building it. It's building, you know, it's like building a physical store. You have to know all those things and you don't need to know how to connect the plumbing, but you should probably know how it works. And the most problem, what people forget when they build their store online. So if you compare it to a physical store, you never ever would say, um, I built my physical store and don't make marketing for that physical store so that people come in and purchase something. Um, you have right. money for the marketing left, but most people that build an e-commerce store simply forget that the e-commerce store also needs some marketing and they simply have no money left for that marketing on the e-commerce side. So um, yep. this is a, a real risk when you start your e-commerce business. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the... It's the the miscommunication of yes, e-commerce is easy to get into. Um, you know, I can turn a Shopify store within, you know, a day and have it up and running, which I have done before just for fun. Um, but it doesn't mean it's going to succeed. It doesn't mean you're making the best money. It doesn't mean, you know, the profit margins are amazing. Like there's so much work that has to go into it. It is, it is building a physical store. It happens that you're all of a sudden your market, it becomes so much bigger. Um, but that comes with its own, you know, challenges. Yeah, absolutely. And um, based on, on, on your um, um, experience, um, 
with with e-commerce brands. Uh, what do you think is uh, are the biggest opportunities for e-commerce businesses um, to streamline costs? Uh, um, well, that goes a whole bunch of <laughs> that's a long that's a lot we just a whole podcast on this. Um, it's more of not streamlining it. it. It's looking at when you first start starting just a shop, like say Shopify store, right? Putting it up there and doing it. And then looking at all your costs, would it be your credit card stuff? Would it be your shipping? Um, you know, then you go down to your products, how you're shipping them, what you're doing with them. Um, improving it every single day and looking at every single cost and, and making it so that you can make the biggest profit margin is the key. Um, and that's a lot of work. You can't just turn it on and be like, I'm done. Um, it's looking at every little piece of it, right? That goes for marketing. That goes for the CEO. That's it's just a living, breathing thing, and it works every day, which makes it which makes this whole industry and working for this industry very exciting. Because if you yeah. if you just do websites like marketing websites, it's on, it's done. Yeah, you have to optimize it sometimes, but e-commerce is living, breathing. It works every day. Yeah, and every day there is something new. <laughs> And yeah, and it, it, it never, it's not all just, yeah, it's not just on, it's going to break. It's, you know, it's technology. Sometimes the yeah. server is down or this is going on or whatever is going on. Or, you know, it's not even your fault. Sometimes it's, you know, say uh, UPS is down or API, API is down or USPS is down. Like that happens all the time. Yeah. Let's talk about um, um, e-commerce. So you have Magento and Shopify. Do you also work with other solutions like Google? We do. We, yeah. Um, nope. Uh, we have nope. not. Uh, U.S. is not really. It, it's a very. Um, it's still Magento, Shopify, BigCommerce, yeah. um, and then you go up in scale. So, the breakdown in U.S. is you know it's still small, um, like Squarespace or Wix or anything else out there. PayPal buttons, you know what I mean. Um, then Shopify and BigCommerce they play in sort of the same space. Magento went upscale a little bit. Um, store uh, Magento is more more enterprise. It's like uh, Shopify Plus. So at least for Magento too. Yeah, Magento too is definitely they, they, they right because it's owned by Adobe. They really went yeah. upscale and they want to be enterprise and want to do that. Still open. There's still open source side of it. Um, who knows what's going to happen on the day we're actually recording this today on June 30 as it happens to be Magento's one end of life. Um, yeah. Today's it. Um, we which should is, make a party. Uh, it's not. People are still going to use it. There's a lot more yeah, to it. We just we have a lot of pockets around there. We have a lot of Magento One customers still, so I see it every yeah. day. Yeah. Um. Which which is its own world, and I prefer one for the moment. And you know, two has its issues. But um, Presta Shop has not been a big biggie here. Um, yep. Shopware is starting to uh kill bring in, but not. Oh really? Much. Shopware from Germany. Yep, from Germany. Um, oh, we've been great. seeing we've been seeing some of it um, just because of how architecture works in it. Uh, we've been seeing more and more and more. Um, we happen to have a team in Poland, so uh, we do definitely see it. <laughs> the the uh, the the new version, the Shopware six, really is great. So I've yeah, uh, I've heard good things. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in terms of technology, um, anyway, the Magento two. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Okay, now stable. Long time not um, for shopware. It I, I expected the same. Is it? Is it that stable? Yeah, it uh, is. It is. 
if you if if you fix a lot of things then it's stable <laughs> right so it's not um it's not it's still not there but that's yeah. just it is what it is i i think overall like um there's also um work area which is it, friends of ours have it um out of philly yeah. um they began it's a ruby on rails type of platform it's great it's actually really good um they're doing good things with them so there's plenty of platforms the funny thing yeah. is like back in a back in the day it was like you know, people are still, you know, it was silly for anybody to build their own, right? You platform it as you should. With technology now, with all the new, you know, front end stuff and, and things like that, you don't really need to use a platform if you don't need to. It's it, You can build your own pretty simply if you wanted to. Yeah, but um, I, I think that um, why reinventing the wheel? There are so good platforms outside. Um, if you put the energy into um, into the products, into the marketing, into the optimization um, to to speed things up, um, um, why why don't you use um, a proven system like Shopify? Well, Plus, because because there's clients we literally have that are will be better off if they did yeah. not use a platform. Okay. Uh, if they just straight up did headless, and you can build it on, it'd be faster, and then it'd be built on the needs they need. Um, How big is your, is, your is typical a, client? Um, our clients range right now are the small ones are under $25 million in sales. Um, the bigger ones are 100, 200, 300 million. Um, yeah, okay. And then bigger and then huge companies. So this we definitely a have a difference. weird split. Uh, this is a huge difference. So a smaller company, of course, um, they, they cannot have the money to um to 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 invest in their own system and, and build it up of course a bigger no, company no, no. absolutely yeah well, yeah which is which is not a which which is um which is a funny thought at the moment with magento being you know kind of split up right now um you know do you re-platform to two do you go to shopify do you build something you're on your own you know you got to look at all the costs right now yeah yeah Absolutely. And Shopify Plus is expen expensive. It depends on, on, on the use case. Yeah, you absolutely. Get, it depends you on the use a, case. You, you get a lot of um, performance, especially. So you know that the thing is never down or shouldn't be down at least. Um, and, and you ry rely on, on the cloud in the, in the case. But um, if with enough money, you can build it up yourself and, and have a sure. relation system. So. Yeah, we've seen we've we've had a client that actually had a hybrid, uh, random Magento, oh. but they also had Spike type of things four times a year, and they use Shopify for that. Yeah, so there's there's definitely ways of going about it. There's plenty of technology now that makes accessibility so much better and and faster and, and things like that. It makes your costs smaller. So there's 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 ways to go around that. What e-com strategies have you implemented that have maximized the business bottom line? Oh, uh, oh. process, <laughs> process, tell us, process. Tell us process, your process. secrets. <laughs> <laughs> process, nothing but process. Um, yeah. So the way we usually work with clients, and this is this goes for everything, we we actually go through a full. Hey, what? If, depends how clients to come to us, but we go through a whole strategy session of it, um, figure out what they need next. Um, and then we do continuous improvement nonstop mm -hmm. all the time. So we, most of our clients are Kanban version stuff. We still have some, there are, um, on scrum, uh, Kanban, we, we just like it better. It just works better with clients. Um, we can release stuff faster. 
Um, but we teach a lot of it. Um, and it, it makes it that continuous improvement as you go along um, changes everything for a client. So you just chip away. And that goes for large clients or small clients. You got to chip away at that, at your cost, mm-hmm. right? To get that profit margin as big as possible. So it's all about the process. And, you know, we've dealt with people who are like, no, 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 we have to go fast. And we're like, slow down a little bit. Process is going to make you go faster. Just plan a little bit and it's going to save you money. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, last question for today. Thank you so much for your time. But who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Uh, actually my business partner, believe it or not. Really? Um, cool. yes, I do not come from e-com world. Um, uh-huh. I come from networking security. Um, I used to do network intrusion and security for credit unions and banks. Um, oh, cool. so yeah, oh, cool. I do not come from e-com world whatsoever. So is my this, business partner. Is this, um, um, something that is, um, very technical part that you did or is it more yeah the, oh yeah. yeah we used to bid uh back in the day before before all this after college i was building okay. intrusion detection yeah. systems for banks yeah <laughs> so your partner <clears throat> is the one who to- uh, told you most about e-commerce a lot yeah. of i mean I've, obviously when you're in tech you kind of learn those things but he definitely has that kind of knowledge that's just very very deep um mm-hmm. when it comes to e-commerce cool That's great. Yeah, it's great to have such a great partner. Um, um, and and, and um, also, it was so very interesting to learn how another agency um, works with clients and what thoughts you have about all these different systems. Um, for me, it's um, it was an entire new experience because our typical clients range somewhere around um, 500K to 10 million. Mm-hmm. And your starting point is somewhere around 25 uh, million. This is really um, an in completely different league of e-commerce business. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, uh, we are from Austria while you're from the US. So um, everything is a bit smaller here. Um, anyway, so with, with things wide, of course, we also have bigger clients. But um, in, in the agency part, um, we typically range up to that. Um, and that's yeah, cool. Yeah. So really interesting. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and I will send you over the link soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. 